0: Gentlemen, thank you for hitting that play button uh, for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Show. And I am excited to be able to sit down with uh, Miss Elaine Zanotti uh, today. And as you know, I like to get people to share their stories because I believe that we learn from them, we're inspired by them, and we connect, which leads to community. And I say, community. Wins. And so we're going to jump right into this. I have Elaine here with me today. Elaine, thank you so much for being with us.
1: I am thrilled that you asked me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm is, thrilled that you
0: said yes I, and had time.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: So. Tell, me, tell us a little bit for the people who don't know you okay. out there. Tell us a little bit about your story and who you are and what you do.
1: Okay. Well, Hetty, you and I got to know each other and the Guthrie community got to know me um, working as uh, for Meridian Technology Center. Mm-hmm. And Guthrie is part of our district and my role with Meridian is to be Active and present in the district Meridian serves, and we serve ten sending schools. So I am active in the chambers and doing all that sort of thing. So yeah. just getting to know the community and then finding out what the community needs are and making sure that Meridian is in there to do their training and things that we need to do to um, to help support that community.
0: Yeah. So um, when someone asks you, because you wear so many hats, what what do you say? You do? because you you do more than just Meridian. <laughs> yes.
1: You know there are t- there are times when someone will come up to me and say, Elaine, it's so good to see you, and I have to think. Mm, how do I know you? And that sounds terrible, but you're right. I think when, for many of us who do wear many hats, you have to think, where do I know you? Um, I do wear my Meridian Technology Center hat. Um, so that's why I'm present in Guthrie. Um, in Stillwater, I wear a hat as a former business owner. I opened a wine bar, Zanati's Wine Bar, 11 years ago this summer. Wow. Hard to believe. It's still going strong. I don't own it anymore, but um, that's still going strong. I also serve on city council. Have the wonderful privilege to, to serve our community in that way, and then also just serving on boards and and um, organizations that I, I believe in that will help better Stillwater. And so yes, many hats and uh, I love every every hat I wear.
0: Now you grew up in Stillwater. I correct? did, I did. So I grew up in Guthrie, okay. we're not too far from one another. Right. Stillwater okay. has grown like crazy I feel like since when I was in school to now.
1: Absolutely I'm amazed just it, it grew when I was there I moved there in 1977 I was seven years old um, but as I, I moved away when I grew up and came back um, in 2005 and I'm amazed just in the growth of um, of it happenings, just since I've moved back and I credit that to the growth of the University, Oklahoma State University being okay. there and then I also attribute it to the um, city leaders before me and presently that that are trying to think of ways to help Stillwater grow and become a community that supports and is in partnership with Oklahoma State University as well as manufacturing and other things that will help keep Stillwater continuing to thrive. We don't want to be and Edmond, we don't want to be in Oklahoma yeah. City, just as Guthrie doesn't want to be no, those either. Yeah. You're trying to find your niche and find yeah. what it is that makes each community unique and special. Sure. And so I, I credit I credit the growth with that.
0: Okay, I want to ask you this, and hopefully I won't lose this other question I want to ask you. But So the first question that just came to mind was uh, talking about being unique. You're in and out of many towns. Uh, so could you speak to, like, what does that look like? What have you learned that allows for these different towns to be unique and successful? What are some some key things that you say, man, for towns to be, our communities to be successful It's this.
1: You know, I think as I've learned through, and I think it probably for personal too, I've seen what I do with Meridian and just what I'm doing with Stillwater. I think um, each town has its own unique story. And I think that the more that each town owns its own story and understands why it came to be, and um, the history behind it, then it allows them to think about some forward ways to move towards the future. And you elect your officials that way, hopefully, and you um, invite business to come in there that will help support what it is that that town is unique for. Um, The other part of it too is I think um, you want to have people come back I mean, yeah. what I love about Stillwater and what you're finding in Guthrie yeah. is more and more now, people are understanding that it's okay to leave your hometown, but there's a lot of us coming back to yeah. our hometown and yeah. it's that quality of life. Yeah. And quality of life means less congestion of traffic, less busyness, yeah. more connections with people, mm-hmm. um, being able to ride your bike somewhere or walk somewhere, safety. And so I think quality of life is a huge thing. And that's what I love about being back in Oklahoma and being in the different communities that I am in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, you mentioned having been an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. owning the wine bar. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think has allowed for that to sustain after you're gone? Because you opened it from the ground up.
1: We did. We did. We, um, it was, and it's kind of a running joke in my family um, because I was not a wine connoisseur um, (laughs) by any sense of the means. But when you move back to your hometown, which is a college town, in your 30s, and you realize you don't want to be in the same college entities that the college students yeah. are in. That's kind of how that the wine bar started. We did start from ground up. I think what has happened over time and allowed it to be successful in 11 years this, gosh, next week, 11 mm-hmm. years, is I think we realized we took it to a point where we could take it. And the next step was for someone else to take it over. And I think that um, you know, certain circumstances in my life made that happen and made yeah. me realize that I needed to kind of change roles and, and let it go. And yeah. I think that probably was um, a good thing because the owners who own it now have taken and expanded the menu and done some things that I couldn't do because I never um, uh, had the opportunity or just didn't have the resources and they do. And so yeah. I think that's, that's part of hopefully being, continuing the successful businesses that, that, that continue to go on.
0: That's good. And so you entrepreneur, Meridian Tech, council person. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is a council for everybody watching or listening? <laughs> you know, I don't know if everybody truly knows what a council person does. What, what do you all do in our communities?
1: You know, I, and, that, and I've learned that. If someone would have told me, you know, six years ago that I'd be serving on city council, I would have said, you are thinking of something else because that is not me. I, uh, the role of city council, at least what it is in Stillwater, and I think for, for most and probably the same as is Guthrie, mm-hmm. is to help set and guide policy for your city. The way that it's set up in Stillwater is that the city council is responsible for hiring three people in the city, and that's the city manager, um, the city judge, and the city attorney. Those are the mm-hmm. three entities that we're responsible for. And then we help set policy to help figure out zoning help figure out development within the city, help make sure that the ordinances and and policies that guide the city and the city charter are successful. So we're not up there telling people how to run transportation or how to do that. We rely on the city staff that are hired to do their certain jobs to let us know what the challenges are and then guide us to think about some opportunities and alternatives to think ways to grow the city. Um, what I love about it is I little, how little I knew about city government. I'm embarrassed to say how little mm-hmm. I knew about city government. Um, and here I am six years later and proud to serve. and I'm at that age where I need to serve. It's not yeah. my parents' responsibility anymore, yeah. it's it's mine.
0: Yeah. So. But six years in, you know much more than you did six years ago. Oh,
1: absolutely, Yeah. absolutely. Um, and I, it's probably the same in Guthrie, but I remember my very first city council meeting, I had prepared for it, because you get the materials before mm-hmm. each meeting, and I prepared, I was ready. Mm-hmm. I, we got done with that city council meeting, I felt pretty good. I even, I think, made a motion, and I was just really proud of myself. We finished that meeting, and we're getting ready to. You know, I'm about to step down from the horseshoe, and I suddenly realize there's two other meetings we're responsible for as a city councilor. It's yeah. the economic development side of it, and the Stillwater Utilities Authority. I uh-huh. did not know that. Yeah. So, like I said, you it's it's a humbling experience, but um, you got to admit your mistakes. And and I <laughs> I don't leave the meetings now or try to leave the meetings early. <laughs> I, I know what I'm responsible for yeah, now. Yeah, you stay around. <laughs> and, I stay around. Yeah. yeah. And, and did somebody
0: catch you? Was like. Elaine, you well, known? I
1: actually caught myself because I was starting to move away and realized no one else was moving. And then suddenly I realized there's more agendas on this. And I just calmly, I'm sure if I went back and looked at that video, there's, since I know it, you know, I don't think anyone actually knew that that had happened, but uh-huh. I, I could certainly see it in my, myself. So
0: Yeah. So uh, thinking about your role that you have now, you've probably learned so much more about your community than you ever thought that you would know. And then you probably learned about city government, like you said, mm-hmm. the last six years. Mm-hmm. What are some key resources uh, to make a town or city uh, thrive and successful.
1: You know, I think in order for um, a city to thrive, I think there's, from, in my mind, in, in serving on city council, I think there's, there's three things that I think of. Um, a strong education base, Stillwater is very lucky, and so is Guthrie, to have a strong education base. Mm-hmm. Good leadership in those entities. um, We have a great uh, um, leadership in Oklahoma State University as well as a great leadership in our Stillwater Public Schools as as does Guthrie. So education's important. Um, I think being able to um, have a strong chamber and a strong um, business um, community Mm -hmm. that will help allow the sales tax to um, um, thrive in each town. And I think each town in Oklahoma Oklahoma, um, is challenged with that because we are the last state yeah. Um, to have to, um, uh, we depend on that sales tax to pay for infrastructure. That pays our fire, that pays our police, that pays, you know, so.
0: Now when you say we're the last state, we are. what do the other states do? The
1: other states do things through ad valorem taxes. Okay. They um, have some other um, tax bases they do, but Oklahoma is the last state to solely rely on sales tax. Why, why so when people mean? say shop local, that's why we say shop yeah, local, uh-huh. to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a very good question. Okay. We just are not uh, the state. Um, it's not, And it's not something for each city to decide. It has to be a state
0: oh, uh, wow. decision. Okay. So it's
1: not something that Guthrie could suddenly decide mm-hmm. or Stillwater could suddenly decide. We want to go ahead and not depend on that.
0: Yeah. Sales tax are so important.
1: Oh, they are. <laughs> know, Absolutely.
0: Do people get that in Stillwater, you feel like, or is there still some of that
1: You know, I think they do, but I think the challenge is with Stillwater, as with other small towns, um, they don't maybe have all of the retail or all of the restaurant or all those things that help drive that sales tax Mm -hmm. to keep people local, you know. And the online shopping is a huge deal, and I know that there are states now, and Oklahoma is one of them, that is working with um, entities like Amazon and all of that to ensure that that sales tax is remitted when you order something and then it's, it goes back into the state It's mm-hmm. just disseminating if it goes to Stillwater or Guthrie So it kind of the online shopping has made a huge impact yeah. on that, but hopefully we can we can figure that out um, But yeah, that's yeah. Yeah,
0: so you, you talked about education mm-hmm. health. Yes I think you mentioned I, uh, health.
1: Education um, Business and health is, is, an, is, a, is a third entity. Mm-hmm. I think you need to have some good health resources um, We are fortunate um, that we are aging um, and not um, and, and progressing well with age. And so I think we need to have those resources in place for all ages. And um, Guthrie has done very well yeah. with that as yeah. far as um, Mercy coming in and, and expanding that. And Stillwater has done the same thing. And then I, I know this sounds cliche, but it's also the people and the leadership. Um, yeah. I think being able to, to make those decisions that maybe don't seem um, like they make much sense at the time, but have some forward thinking definitely take some chances and mm-hmm. see what happens um, because I think that's the only way you can grow. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then you figure out plan B and, and move on from there and don't get discouraged. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Got to be willing to move on. After do you do you find that it's challenging? I know, like, sometimes it feels like our city managers, some of those key people uh, can rotate, meaning yeah. they may go into different jobs. Mm-hmm. How how have you all, and you all may not have had as much of this as Guthrie has, how, how do you all make sure to maintain the vision that was in place for the past city manager. It seems like whenever you change those leadership roles. Right. It's like starting all the way over. Yeah. Do y'all experience that or have y'all?
1: You know, since I became on city council, we did, we have changed city managers. um, And we are very fortunate that our current city manager, Norman McNichol has been with the city of Stillwater. He was a police officer, then police chief for many, and then he was in the operations side of the city. So he has spent a lot of time. So we're Mm -hmm. very fortunate to have that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's so much necessarily sometimes the city manager that people um, think about. It's, it's how many times the city council changes. I know that sounds funny, but the city council is responsible for the hiring and firing of yeah. the city manager, and if the city council and the city managers are at odd, that sometimes is the reason why city managers leave, mm-hmm. um, and when you have council people that are there only three or four years, and then it changes over and you have a completely new council, personalities yeah. are different yeah. and dynamics are different, yeah. and so... Um, I think what I have found is, is another cliche, but communication, being able to sit down with that city manager and figure out, okay, do we have a strategic plan? What is it that we're going forward with? What do we agree with? What do we not agree with? And get that out in the front Mm -hmm. first so that we have opportunity for dialogue. And the city council doesn't know everything. We rely on city staff to know their expertise and be able to tell us what it is that is challenging them or not challenging them and set forth that.
0: Yeah. I like, I like the thing like they spend hours during their job they spent 40 hours they the council does spend time but not as much as they you know they're the ones who's going to really right (laughs) yeah that's
1: right and i think it's up to us to make sure that we ask those questions and Mm -hmm. be okay to ask those questions um i also think that they probably are are happy to have our um um, responses or our thoughts too because we aren't in the weeds as much as they are we actually can look back and say okay we don't have such a vested interest because we don't know it. So have you thought about it this way? Mm-hmm. And having that dialogue back and forth. Um, but there's a lot of preparation that um, I hadn't realized went into yeah. prepping for each meeting and knowing each entity.
0: And there's a need for both. Yes. You know, you got to have yes. the city manager, you got to have the council. Yep. I, I just think, like you said, I think communication uh, and just really working well together is going to be the yeah. key uh, yeah. to that. And so how do you all go about encouraging others in Uh, your community, the core values? Is that something that y'all are the vision or the the plan? How do y'all keep that in front of people? And and maybe some of the same, because Meridian Tech's a pretty big organization. Right, right. How do y'all go about doing that as leaders, keeping those kind of things in front of people?
1: You know, I think... We continue to struggle with that every day. I think one of the things that Guthrie does so well is, is, and I, I credit, I credit you with part of that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on camera. Yeah. But I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, I'm saying it. Yeah. I think Guthrie has, in the, in the 10 years that I've been with Meridian and, and worked in the Guthrie community, I have seen this shift and this. Um, everyone knows. Community wins, mm-hmm. or um, go win, or I think there's just this. Stillwater doesn't have that. I think Meridian has done a great job of it, of, um, within their staff and employees figured out what our core values are and what our mission. Um, I think OSU has. I think other successful businesses have. I think Stillwater is still trying to figure out yeah. what that is. Right before I got on council, um, the council. Uh, prior to to the one I was on went through kind of a strategic planning and and worked with a consultant came up with the Still Pioneering brand Mm -hmm. it hasn't taken off like we had thought it would and so I think we still struggle with that and then I think we still struggle with getting that message out to to the community what it is that we're trying to do Mm -hmm. and what is that platform social media is great and we absolutely love it for doing things like this but it also can be very challenging if someone takes something that is just completely not even to do with, the, with a certain situation, and it just it blows up on social yeah, media. And yeah. so we need to do a better job of being a little bit more proactive and, and saying, here's what we're thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's
1: what we're doing. And so I think that's, that's on us yeah, to yeah. do that.
0: What is one characteristic that you believe every community leader should, should possess? What is something like? Every community leader should have this.
1: Every community leader, I think, should have, um, oh gosh. I'm trying to think how, does it have to be one adjective? No, it does not, it does not, it's your answer. Okay, Okay. all right, I think, honestly, I think every leader needs to have the ability to say, I'm going to try and do the best I can to move whatever it is you're leading forward Mm -hmm. and do it with um, as much integrity and as much enthusiasm and the willingness to fail at the same time because there's no way you can be a leader and be right every time. Yeah. And be okay with that. Yeah. Um, and maybe as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that a little bit more. To that put may a little, have something. That- little less pressure on myself to to do that. I, I I don't think anyone that interacts with me would ever question or doubt my passion for my community, um, for Meridian, and what I do. Um, or for OSU, OSU, exactly. Um, but I do think, I, I do hope they know that I do it with, um, if I make a mistake, I'll be the first to say, Ooh, I need to own that. Mm -hmm. And then work to think how to, how to, you know, uh, rectify it or move forward or plan B or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So having this willing, this ability to be able to say I'm wrong.
1: Yes. You know, and
0: not always feel like, the, my way is the right way. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think I think there has been uh, I think any political climate right now. But I think as we look at the state and especially at the national level, I think there's such a level of distrust for our political leaders that it makes me very grateful that I'm just at a local level. Mm. Um, and I think at a local level, you have so much more impact on what it is that you're doing, and because you you see the people more face to face than you yeah. do when you're at the state and yeah. national level, and so. To me, it's very important to make sure that I look people in the eye mm-hmm. and have a conversation with them and have, you know, address their concerns or um, listen to them, and I think that's very important.
0: What is the biggest challenge facing leaders today? You kind of just hit on that political... Yeah,
1: I think that whole... I think there's there's a level of distrust for anyone who is in, a, in an office position, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether it be um, at the local level, state, or at the national level. And I don't know the answer to how... Um, to how we change that, except that I think it's just, you know, one person does make a difference. If you are that one elected person in that office, do your best
0: mm-hmm.
1: to um, communicate what it is you're trying to do. Listen to those of you who have elected to that position and, um, and try not to always be on the defensive and um, always right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Now, whenever you ran for office, you didn't have to run this last time for your seat, you ran unopposed?
1: I I have been fortunate, knock on wood, that I have not, yeah, the first time I got on council, I was actually appointed. Um, And I think Guthrie does this the same way. They had an election for mayor, and the person who was elected mayor, Gina Noble, was already serving on city council. So Mm -hmm. her seat became vacant when she became mayor. So she only had, I think it was nine months, eight or nine months left of her um, uh, appointment. And so rather than run another election and only have eight months left, the council appoints someone. And that's when I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to try this because for eight months I can do anything. If yeah. I just totally bomb at it, then I don't yeah. have to run yeah. and someone else can, or I'll love it and I'll run yeah. run again. So I finished off for eight, eight months and um, was very fortunate that when I filed, no one ran against me. So I completed three years at that. And then this, this last December, same thing. My um, My term was up and filed and no one ran against me. So I have not... That oh, is a sign sorry. that
0: you've been doing well.
1: Well, yeah, I maybe or maybe just that I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> are you the only crazy one to run? <laughs> that,
0: might be, know, that might be yeah, it. Like, that might I'm be it. Like, I'm be running, <laughs> now, are You crazy? What no, I? No, I mean I think that's, that that speaks to you doing well because typically if somebody's bombing, yeah, people will find somebody to get out in there and run against.
1: Well, and and maybe that's maybe that's my way of of uh, maybe knowing that the community knows that that's yeah i'm i'm there because i really have a passion for it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Stillwater's council right now is very fortunate in that there are three of us on council that grew up in stillwater moved away and came back oh wow yeah. and so to me that's a really yeah that's really cool that, that we've really had an cool. opportunity to to see how it was when we were each growing up move away and experience another city mm-hmm. or town and how things are done and then have moved back and have the passion to serve and say you know what we want to make our community better yeah no, so, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's really
0: cool. I don't know if we have that on ours right now. Um, James Long grew up here. I'm not yeah. sure everybody on there really. yeah. yeah, that's super yeah, cool. Yeah,
1: and we're even. It's uh, it's three, um, three women and three men.
0: Wow, and then yeah. the mayor.
1: And the mayor. Well, yeah. mayors. Yeah, mayors considered one of that. There's five of us, and then the city managers. Okay. A male. So. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Where do you? Where do the great ideas come from in your community? Or as in your organizations, where do you find that most of our great ideas come from, from where?
1: You know, I, I just I think with my experience, great ideas sometimes come when you're trying not so hard to come up with great ideas. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying really, really hard, yeah. sometimes it's just a forced thing, but sometimes you're doing something and all of a sudden it's like, hey, have we thought about doing it this way? And then it just, snow, you know that, yeah. it snowballs and it becomes uh-huh. this domino effect. So I think great ideas come from that. I also think great ideas come from just sitting around and having conversations with people about what if
0: yeah,
1: what if we could do this because yeah. to me, a great idea doesn't have all the answers, doesn't have all the ways you're going to get it done, but a great idea is just something that gets everybody fired up, yeah, and then the people that have the skill set to help make that idea happen,
0: yeah,
1: it just happens,
0: yeah, Well no, I, get I so like that' so I
1: think that's. To me, that's a great idea.
0: Just sitting around. Yeah. Conversating. Yeah. If you
1: you said to me, we're going to sit down in this chair and we're going to come up with a great idea. We'd be sitting here for a heck of a long time. (laughs) Now we'd have some probably good dialogue, but but I think sometimes great ideas just come from being able to not have that pressure of, of doing that, but just saying, what if, what if we did it this way?
0: What's the last great idea you like, man, we, that was a great idea. I tell you one that I thought was a great Cut. idea for Stillwater is the the airline. Yes. That was a good. Yes. One. Who came up with that?
1: <laughs> you know, we had airline service back when I was very little, and really? it just did not. It, it just the the cost of it, and you know, back in the seventies, it what it wasn't as prevalent for yeah. uh, for us to, yeah. to to fly. Now, do you as remember
0: that somebody told you that? Uh
1: you know. I, Someone really had to tell me. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I, that's terrible to say, but I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> because yeah. you know, like, yeah. unless you were
0: flying a lot. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, lying, exactly. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think what helped was um, the Oklahoma State mm-hmm. University, the city of Stillwater, and some other entities have had some great communication mm-hmm. and some partnerships and connections, mm-hmm. and worked. Together to bring that to fruition, yeah. it was not one person. Yeah. It really was all of those entities working together and and putting time and dollars towards that. It also was the perfect timing because Stillwater has become this hub for um, um, not only American Airlines to be a part of. But we I, I didn't realize all of the different types of commercial things that go in and out. We have an um, you know Oklahoma State University has a, a an air air aerospace um, department. So I mean we have. People that are learning to fly there all the time. Um, we have donors that come in. Um, we have businesses that fly their employees in and out. So mm-hmm, yeah. that was a great.
0: So there was a right. need there. So there was
1: a need, and people and so saw it was that a, it need was and a kind of came timing. together. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: And I think going back to how great ideas come about, is sometimes it's just that. Yes, there's a need that needs to be met. Someone uh, yeah. figures out how to meet that. And need. then
1: and then having that that being willing to say, okay, I don't have this skill set or I don't have this connection, oh, so, so how yes. does someone else? So being able yes. to, to utilize your networks and being yes. able to say, okay, I need to I need to do that. So. I'm learning
0: that the more I get. The older I get mm-hmm. it's like okay I know there's this need I can't wait right. who can I put who can I yeah yeah who can I get on board with me to yeah to help make that happen <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> Exactly. because I cannot yeah. I cannot make that happen now thinking about you once you grew up in Stillwater mm-hmm. you left have never come back mm-hmm. there's a next generation of leaders in yes. your community what are you all doing to, to develop or or get them to be more active or give them a sense of you can come if you do leave? Yeah, we yeah. we're here for you. We love for you to come back, be a part of what we we have going. Do y'all have anything that you're doing intentionally with that?
1: We do. We have so It's funny that you said. I was just having a conversation with my colleague. We had a. Um, Meridian had a. A number of people retire this last year, and they had been with us for many years, and we're thinking, oh, my God, we are the next round of people that will probably be, so what are we doing? Uh, We have a couple things. Stillwater uh, Chamber has partnered um, with the businesses within Stillwater, and we called it um, Stillwater 360, and it is for businesses who are utilizing college interns Mm -hmm. over the summer and allowing them to kind of spend about an hour and a half with us um, every other week while they're doing their summer internship to learn a little bit about Stillwater. So we just did a kickoff and it was the city of Stillwater and a little Mm -hmm. bit about city government. But we're trying to get them to know Stillwater on a different basis besides being an Oklahoma State University student because there's a difference. And it's not so much about saying, hey, you have to stay here and this is wonderful, but just have you ever thought about Stillwater in this way? And did you know Stillwater has this? And um, this is the second year we've done it. We have 13 interns that are interning all around Stillwater and these businesses are supporting that, that, um, that entity. We also are doing um, things with um, our younger, um, young professionals group um, that are um, anyone under 40 that is business and showing some support things and some um, networking opportunities for them to get to know one another and perform- mm-hmm. and um, uh, kind of uh, create um, some networks of their own to help them see what it is that they're, they are doing and how it c- relates to the city and themselves and all of that. As far as a city-wide initiative, we're trying to think of some ways to, to keep um, uh, all ages um, within our community. Does that mean... Um, uh, of more affordable housing mm-hmm. does that mean uh, different modes of transportation and everyone drives a car we're finding out that this younger generation coming up is wants to be you use other forms of transportation they want to do scooters they yeah. want to do bikes
0: yeah. um
1: they want to walk yeah well um we don't have all that connectivity in yeah. the water so how do we figure out people can do that safely uh-huh. from point a to point b so i think we're really trying to think of of what it is that will that will keep um We'll keep them here. And the other part of it is we're having to think economically. What are the businesses that we can bring to our town or city that are going to make people want to stay? And how do we um, entice them that we have all the things that their employees yeah. would want to have?
0: And all that's so much fun. Like you, is. I'm listening to you talk about it. But, you know, I think sometimes uh, I think what's hard for people is that that's not a sprint. Right. You no. know, it's a marathon. And yes. some of the stuff that I feel like we're investing in now as a community, I may not get to see it. Right. You know, I hope right. that it continues to move forward, and, and then to be the next generation who gets to experience that. Yeah. But how do you how do you deal with the mindset of people who who think sprint versus marathon?
1: You know, I, I, it's funny that you asked me that, Hetty. I I don't really get a lot of that um, immediate the sprint versus marathon. I I think our biggest challenge is people saying, "Why do we need to think about that?" What you know? How that's not. I don't have to worry about that. That's not really my responsibility. Yeah. So that's more. That's more of kind of what I what I deal with. But if I did have someone who was thinking more sprint or marathon, there are a few things that you can point out that yeah, this would be a sprint. Yeah. You know, a sprint would be doing something like we're doing with the interns. Yeah. That's just planting the seed. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. an immediate. Um, the marathon is um, connectivity, the the sidewalks and the things that will you know different modes yeah. of transportation. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of where that Being is. Being able to break
0: down the sprints versus the marathons can yeah. help people. Yes. Can be like, oh, okay. Yeah. the sprint kind of gives them something quick. they be like, oh, yes. oh okay, good. you are working on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we have had success something. with yeah. that. Yeah, as
1: opposed yeah. to we keep hearing this every year and it's uh-huh. not, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not going We're anywhere not. with this. Yeah, those.
0: yeah. Transportation. So you all have Lime. Do you all have Lime, the scooters? We do. We so do. is thats that is – that, Solely for the university, or is that water wide?
1: Well, the university actually has the contract now with Lyme. They have uh, the, the city of Stillwater does not at this point, um, but they can utilize it anywhere within the city of Stillwater okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, special parking and docking for for Lyme there at, at Oklahoma State.
0: How has that is it? Has it been a big fuss? Like, is it <laughs> has it worked out well? You know, I go, I go to this different communities, yeah. cities that hell, I'm like. <laughs> This looks like a mess, but yeah. I
1: love it. Yeah, you know? Lime, Lime has been very, uh, that was the third entity to come in. We had two other entities that came in prior to that and just dropped their scooters down within our town. And all of a sudden we had to figure out what are, what are the ordinances on this? What are the rules? What are mm-hmm. the, was it the best business practice for them? No. Was it something that we could do as a sprint? Absolutely, yeah. because yeah. all of a sudden we had to deal with it. It wasn't, well, we got away a little bit. It's, you know, what do we do to ensure that the safety yeah. of yeah. The people that are utilizing the scooters, as well as the people that are not utilizing them, how mm-hmm. do we work that out? And so, that that's been interesting. Um, and OSU actually, at some point, said no scooters on campus. It was just too. Um, there were so many of them, and there was just no rules as far as how to op- you know yeah. how to operate. don't, don't run someone over. Yeah. <laughs> don't you know take someone out? And so they um, actually um, said no for a while. Then Lime came in and actually said, hey, let's let's sit down and have a conversation about how we can actually, There's here's some specific parking spaces. You've gotta make sure you put them there, or if you don't, you're gonna be fine as the person who last used it. I mean, there just were some things put in place mm-hmm. which um, which has helped, um, progress that. So, yeah. but I, yeah, for a while there, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When yeah. I go to town, I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. how do they do this? Yeah.
1: Well, and I haven't gone on one yet. There was a one point where all of us on city council were going to try and do it, but I was like, I would be the one that would just go through oh, something or be, I, I'll have to try it sometime. Yeah, you should. Uh, yeah. They're but,
0: fun. My wife, uh, Bernie and I did it. Uh, when we went to Dallas and we, we went everywhere on yeah. A downtown. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say it's, it's a mm-hmm. great, and and it doesn't doesn't seem to matter the weather. People are like, oh, they're not going to use them in the winter. They're not going to use them in the-. I've seen them. Yeah. If it gets you faster to yeah. that point, if you hit the only, if that's your only mode of transportation, you're going to use it.
0: Yes. Like, use I, it. I try to walk most places here in Guthrie, and uh, the challenge with that sometimes is if you're running close on time, like yeah. you need something to kind of, that, zoom, kind of zoom in, you know. Yeah. So the yeah. the scooters help with that. So yep. that's yep. good. So relationships. How how do you uh, continue to deepen? Uh, your personal relationship with your community as a leader
1: one on one and and face to face i I am such a believer in um, I was actually a very shy child Teddy okay. I, I credit my parents um, when I was in um, seventh grade um, when I could choose electives. Um, my parents said, "You will take speech because okay. I literally if you would have said hi to me in sixth grade, I would have looked down and probably maybe said hi to you back, but I was yeah. an extremely shy child, and so they had me enroll in speech, and um, they probably regret that now looking back on that. But I think that's kind of the, the way that, it, that, that kind of began my um, uh, ability to, to want to speak and interact and mm-hmm. um, become, do some leadership positions and things like that. But I, I love connecting with people um, one-on-one and face-to-face. Yeah. Um, I am not much of a phone call. I'm not much of a, I'll, I'll text, but I really want to be able to see someone and have that conversation. Yeah. You cannot... There's nothing that replaces seeing that person's face, hearing their hearing their tone, and mm-hmm. being able to have that mm-hmm. direct contact. look them
0: in their eyes. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have anything that? Like any tips for people out there that could be some simple. I know meeting face to face. Is there anything else like like handwritten notes? Do you do any of those kind of? I am things? not as
1: good as you at yeah. handwritten notes. <laughs> um, but yes, I I have found, um, and I've I've tried to do this um, since serving on city council and serving on boards that. When someone goes above and beyond or does a really good presentation at a city council meeting or at any other meeting I'm at, I try the next day or the day after to just write a simple note that says, thank you for taking the time and the effort to make my job easier based on the knowledge that you have. And so writing those, writing those hand, those thank you notes and, yeah. and saying that I, I do, I do do that. Um, I'm also, I, I'm a firm believer in inviting someone for a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. Okay. That's, um, and just saying, let's, let's tell me what's going on with you. Yeah. Tell me what you, what's going well or what's not going well and, and how can we, how can we make that better or improve on or just have that conversation, so. For sure, yeah. that's
0: good, good, good. What questions are you asking yourself lately?
1: Lord, Hetty, I'm about to turn 50 in two days. I'm asking a lot of questions. <laughs> and actually, my, I, I, and, I, and really, I, I, I kid about that, but really it is. When you enter, a, I don't know what it is when you enter a new decade, all of a sudden your, your mind shift and your mind's, you know. I think my, um, I'm kind of done trying to prove myself um, on a professional level. Yeah. I'm now trying to think, what do I need to do that's going to help um, uh, my quality of life? Uh the quality of life, the people that I care about, uh, my community. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but maybe at this stage in my life, that's probably where I'm at. I'm finding myself reading more and more um, articles or um, things online or books about community and um, engagement and um, leadership. And that's very different from 10 years ago when I was still at that point of, uh-huh. all right, I've got to do this, to make my job. I need to prove that I'm at this point where I'm capable of doing this. And now it's kind of shifting a little bit. Yeah,
0: that's so, good. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the way it should be, right? I hope so. Yeah. Either that or I'm down, going down no. the wrong path. And I hope someone's <laughs> no. going to say, Zanadi, you better get I, it together. I, <laughs> I think that's the way you go. I, I think that's I what you're and that kind of goes with my next question. So you talk about reading, mm-hmm. uh, finding different things to kind of help you grow in that yeah. in that space. Yeah. What what are you? What other things are you doing to help develop as yourself as a leader, grow and develop?
1: I I have um, started to ask to spend time with people that I look up to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just you know what where what did they go through? What have they done? What have they um, experienced? And just listening to them and having conversation with them. Um, and so I'm spending a lot of time with people in their 70s or 80s, I, and I'm spending um, I spend more time with my parents, Hetty. Mm-hmm. My parents have been very instrumental in my life, and they mean more to me than than words can say. And as I enter this next half of my life, so to speak, I'm really paying a little bit more attention to what's important to them at this point in their life. Yeah. And it's true, it's not the material things or the successes, it's more about the connections they have with people, um, their volunteerism, um, their belief in, in um, God, and then there's the belief that community is really what's important, mm-hmm. and what, do, what can we do to preserve that sense of community? Yeah,
0: yeah. Is that? No, that's good. Is that? That's really good. Do, do you find that since you're spending more time with them that what you see, how you used to define success is changing?
1: Yes and no. I'm very fortunate that my parents, um, I grew up in very, we we didn't struggle with money, but we didn't have a lot of extra money. Mm -hmm. And I um, always say that whenever um, I got a new job or got employed, the first question my parents would ask me was, does this make you happy? Mm -hmm. It wasn't, how much are you making? What are your benefits? Mm -hmm. What are that? And so I think that I grew up just thinking, Am I happy doing this? And if I'm not, then I need to try something else, which has probably afforded me a multitude of different things that I never thought I would do. Um, So to me, it's about being happy, and so to me, success is being happy. It's not
0: how much money how much money I'm making
1: or what the benefits are and all that. And so I think that probably has helped me um, help me along
0: the way. You had great parents. I had very
1: good. I still, uh, yeah, I do. They are, (laughs) they are good people.
0: Because I think that's that's the mindset that could help with, especially with our next generation sure. of leaders and people, yeah. you know,
1: yeah.
0: like what, what makes you happy and go do that. Don't make it about,
1: and I really think our younger generation, that is what they're thinking of. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think of, of our age, um, and you're, um, younger than I am, but I, I, we're kind of that generation that we kind of had to fend for ourselves. We're kind of that first generation that both our parents worked. Yeah. Um, we figured out how to, you know, kind of take care of ourselves and do that sort of thing. And so the, but it seems like the younger generation coming up, that's what's important. They want to know what's going to make them happy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more philanthropic than, than we are at this young age. Yeah. Um, and they are not going to spend 20 years at one job. Yeah. Um, they're going to kind of figure out what makes them happy. And if it's two years here and five years there. And I think businesses are going to need to, to recognize that and mm-hmm. be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that I love about Meridian is that we do have a lot of longevity with Meridian. But when we do have people that stay with us and then move on, we're proud to say, you know what, they got this, this, and this from Meridian, Mm -hmm. and now they're taking it to the next business they're going to, and what a great thing to say that they learned that from Meridian. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And so businesses, I think, should recognize what it is they give each person that they employ, and that they may not stay with you forever, but there's something to be said about them going somewhere else and saying, you know, I learned that from X, Y, Z.
0: Now, talking about Meridian, we've been talking about community and Mm -hmm. all these other things. When you think about your workplace... Is there a sense of approaching it like a community? And if so, what, what do you all do to kind of help create that at Meridian Tech?
1: You know, I think one of the things that Meridian Technology Center, um, people don't realize is, is how many different facets there are to Meridian Technology Center. Mm-hmm. You know, some people think of it just as the as the bus that comes and picks up the high school juniors and seniors that attend our campus half a day or they just think about the business and industry side of it, where we come in and work with businesses and industry in our district to, to help keep them um, most up to date and help help them with their employees as far as success, um, or entrepreneurs in our Center for Business Development. And so we, we are pretty siloed, and so we have to work very, very hard just internally of being able to communicate with one another what each of us are doing, and yeah. that how that works with each yeah. other. Um, we uh, have committees that work together, we have our strategic plan as far as trying to figure out what it is that keeps us connected because we're all going in different different mm-hmm. realms. My role with Meridian is so unique in that I'm off campus so much and in the yeah. communities that, that um, I think I kind of have the best of all of it. I, can, I, I know enough about each area to be, yeah. to be dangerous, <laughs> um, but I also think how important it is to know what the relationship is you may start with Meridian in high school and then you become employed at a business. Well, that business is still going to need some ongoing training. You're going to mm-hmm. come back to Meridian mm-hmm. to get that training, to come back to your workplace. Yeah. And so to me, it's just a, it's a circle yeah. uh, that you're always getting to have that education. And I think Meridian tries to do a good job internally of ensuring that we all know what our roles are yeah. and, and how it interacts, how we interact with each other.
0: That's good. That's good. Now, do y'all have, does your HR kind of play a role in kind of making sure people are? Are connected in that way or is it just, is there anything intentionally that...
1: You know, our superintendent and, and, um, and, uh, um, and Rebecca Easton, who's over our business and industry, is very much about strategic planning. And so I think that's part of our, our, our mission is understanding mm. that um, our mission is about education, mm. enriching lives, and securing economic futures. But we can't each entity can't do that within Meridian we all have to work together to do mm. that and so it's it's just a culture yeah. it's 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 yeah, ingrained in us when we when we come on board um, that we need to to recognize and understand that and it's a, and it's a daily intentional thing you yeah, have to do because you, do. you can get so to where you're siloed and thinking about just your area so yeah. it's we have to continually do that and sometimes we do it really well and sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah we probably need to work on that a yeah. little <laughs> bit and that's that's life
0: yeah that is life that is so life. Talking about books, earlier you mentioned books. Have you read the the, the book Art of Community?
1: I have not. It's
0: a really good. Is book. it good? Yeah, okay, cool. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll I'm share gonna it with okay, you. Okay, that'd be yeah. awesome. Um, can you explain? You talked about this a little bit earlier. Social media. How, how has social networking and just the web uh, has made a an impact on your organization on your community?
1: I think um, social media in that realm has allowed. Um, the ability to send out snippets of information to pockets of people that is very specific. Um, it also is um, an easy way to get instant information um, out to people that we want to get that message to. You know, it takes a while to print something in the newspaper, mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes a while to get some month, you know, you've got to get scheduled on the radio or TV. Social media is that instant, oh my goodness, we need to get this information out now, yeah. and we can do it in a concise way manner and and, um, social media allows you to send it out to groups of people that are um, um, uh, uh, the specific target you want to get to or spread it out to the entire public and so I think that's been very, very helpful. Um, I think social media is very good at doing that in all bases, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I know there's other things too Um, and I know our marketing department at Meridian um, tries to think what is the most the best way to get the information out mm-hmm. to the appropriate people that we that we need to get it out to so yeah,
0: yeah it's it's definitely become a a major piece to uh, our communication. Yes, yeah. and,
1: and then as soon as yeah. you get one down, then a new one comes <laughs> up, or they change it, and you gotta, you know, I, I, I do not, yes. um, I'm not envious of our marketing area at all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's always new ones. That's and you exactly just, right. you're like, I'm not gonna bother that one, but that may be the next one, yes. and you wanna get on there early, and so it's not easy. It's not easy it Yes, not easy at yes all. exactly. Can you name, you mentioned your parents. Mm-hmm. Is there another person who has had a tremendous impact on, on you as a leader that you can think of and, and or maybe a mentor and, and why and how?
1: Oh gosh. Um, there has been um, a couple um, aside from my parents. Um, I, our, our superintendent, Doug Major, has been a huge mentor for me. Um, he was my first, I started, I Meridian was my first job after I graduated from college. And I say job, I mean with benefits uh-huh, and everything. Yeah, so that's, yeah. I call that my first real job. Yeah. Um, and he uh, was my first uh, boss. And just uh, his his um, ability to um, be calm and uh, lead people, I, I am just amazed over the years of, of watching him. And now as he's, you know, become superintendent, he's, he's just been a very vital and showing me um, some of the good attributes to have as a leader. Yeah. And so I, I definitely um, attribute um, a lot of why I am today to, to him. Um, another um, I- individual is uh, someone I had in, in Washington, D.C. Uh, my uh, first career was early childhood and I okay. believed in quality child care and worked for a national organization called um, the National Association of the Education of Young Children and my boss there, Ken Means, was someone who had such passion for the early childhood community and the importance of education and the importance of parents having that balance between being a parent and allowing their child to be away from them for a while mm-hmm. that I just um, um, was so inspired by the way that she um, just uh, allowed um, uh, things to kind of unfold, but then just because of her expertise was was able to articulate her ideas. And she was the one who taught me to kind of, I talk very fast, and sometimes I talk as soon as I have a thought, but she's taught me to kind of sit back and think about something Mm -hmm. first and then have a bigger impact on what you're able to articulate because you've had time to kind of think and and not just, you know.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good, good, good. When you hear community wins, what does that mean to you?
1: The first thing that comes to my mind is Hetty Coleman. Um, and it brings a smile to my face. Um, community wins isn't so much about the win part. Um, it's the smile that it brings to every single person's face that says that. Because to me, it's connection with that community. It's being able to say, you know what? We win because we're connected and we are doing our best to try and make a community. That's good. Um, so it's not the win part, but it just see makes makes me smile just when I when I say it, community <laughs> wins.
0: So. That's good. So yeah. So you said this is kind of bad. Because you talked about uh, still pioneering. Mm-hmm. Still pioneering. Still pioneering. And see, you have
1: to think about it. It doesn't roll off your tongue still as easily. Pioneering. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that a
0: hashtag that y'all use it? It, it? it
1: was a hashtag that was used for a while, and I, I don't see it very, I mean, we okay. just don't, like yeah. I said, we, we really need to work on that yeah. and think about what it is that is our, what is our, what is our hashtag? Uh-huh. What is our, you know, we don't have a community wins yeah. or, or something like that. Um, still pioneering isn't bad, but it just doesn't. Yeah. We haven't, haven't uh, made that a.
0: Was that a city thing, or was that?
1: It was uh, the city had worked with a consultant to kind of figure out what that what that was going to look like, and like I said, that was before. How much did y'all pay
0: them? Y'all I, pay them. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, you might. Well, you know when I said we make we make mistakes, and we need to move. I mean, we might be calling you because that might be the next. I didn't know this, this was a
0: job. I didn't know we were hiring people to come up with hats.
1: I'm in the wrong field. You figure. are in the wrong field. You could be a millionaire by now. Oh, my uh, goodness. No, yeah. I, I think it's it, it's just, uh, I think if you have a hashtag, you're creating something, you know this, whether it's a personal yeah. hashtag yeah. or something, you yeah, have yeah. to get behind it and yeah. be able to promote it. And yeah. I think what happened was um, uh, the city adopted it and had a certain council that adopted it. And then the new council came on board. and It just didn't, <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. doesn't. I'm a pioneer because that's what we are as far uh-huh. as, um, that's our um, school mascot, but I don't, still pioneering for what? I mean, what does that, uh-huh, what does that mean? Uh-huh, so for me that uh-huh. doesn't, there's a disconnect. Yeah. And I don't mean that disrespectful for those that, that created it. I don't mean that, like I said, we just don't have, we don't have something right now. Yeah. And we need to work on yeah. that.
0: I think too that when you have something like, what well, well we've tried, What well we, I think what we're doing with the hashtags here like having outside entities outside of the city pioneer pioneer them yeah you know yeah. like kind of pushing up individuals yes uh, beyond the council uh, because I think that's where people will start buying into it because again like you said yeah. if somebody moves off yeah like this is the council like community like for example community wins is not a yeah. city thing it's not no. a council thing no. you know no we just yeah, but get, but the chamber hear, has bought it though.
1: But when you when people even if they don't live in your community hear that they think Guthrie. Uh huh. Yeah. They do. Yeah. I mean, I think if they are familiar with that, they they think Guthrie, and I think that's the beauty and of a successful hashtag. Yeah. You want the hashtag to be connected with something, and for people to mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. and 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 um, identify with it.
0: Yeah. Like to choose Guthrie, all those things have kind of, they've done great for us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. They have put things on the map for Guthrie and people get it. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And it's hard. You do have to really be intentional about continuing to use it. Yes. Remind people. So I do... uh, on my YouTube channel, what they call a vlog. Uh-huh. And so I have plans to go around too, because it's in different stores, sure, you know, in front of different businesses. Yeah. And so I'm going to make that part of uh, one of my daily blogs one day, just kind of going around and talking about it. I
1: think keep that's, keep it in front of people. Keep it in it. front of people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I know I have a, a Choose Guthrie um, t-shirt yeah. that I have worn to some places in Stillwater uh-huh. and they're like, what, well, you know, what, what's, what's the deal with the Choose Guthrie deal? And then, but they get it, they recognize yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. that's. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. The T-shirts showing the stories with people who were bought into those kind of things is, is uh, I think, key to some yeah. of that. So, um, so this rapid fire, just a few questions. Okay, all but, right. Um, so, what is your favorite purchase under a hundred dollars? Like, what's the one thing you like? I cannot do without this. That was under hundred bucks.
1: My favorite purchase under a hundred dollars. It'd have to be like recent or no, no, no. Okay, my uh, a book. Okay. I love to read, so okay, a book.
0: That's a book good. Book is my favorite. What is your favorite failure? Do you have a fit? Fa- let me always tell people that these, ra- I stole these from Tim Ferriss. Oh, so I don't know if my you know who
1: favorite. It I do. My favorite failure. Oh, Oh, I have a lot of them. Um, I've got to figure out what my favorite one is. Oh my goodness. Like, do you have favorite? failure? I was <laughs> no, say, so, 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 do you have a ranking yeah. them of um, them? Or, um, Oh gosh. Um, this is, going to sound, this is going to sound very... I, I don't mean this flippant, but I think my, my favorite failure because I've learned so much from it is um, a, a failed marriage. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have been fortunate to have a very um, uh, good friendship with, with my ex-husband, but I think we had to grow a lot from, mm. from that. Mm. Um, certainly don't ever regret being married to him and having the wonderful time we had together, but... I have grown so much from not being married to him now and recognizing what went well and what didn't and what couldn't be fixed. Yeah. And seeing him happy is great and I'm happier. Yeah. And so um, you know, I, I think that's a it was a very hard thing to go through. Um but whether or not you believe that's you know, divorce is, is needs to happen. I I believe that, that was that was yeah. something that needed to happen. So it's a it's a terrible failure, but at the same time it, it was you a good a one. I that. learned a lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, what is a habit or behavior that you've started over the last five years that has made an impact on your life?
1: <sighs> Minimalism. I have gone through, uh, I watched this documentary on minimalism, and I have taken it to every aspect of my life, meaning um, not just the physical surroundings where I live, and, and but um, what I purchase, how yeah. I purchase, um, living simpler.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it is amazing the amount of stress that has left me from mm-hmm. being able to do that, and it's mm-hmm. been, I'm on my fourth year of yeah. doing this oh, now, wow. and so it's really um, been impactful. So yeah, yeah that's that's been... That's been a big thing for me. So
0: um, does that mean like, clo- Like, so I try to like have only so many t-shirts. Yeah. Uh-huh. I
1: bought, I bought um, uh, three packages of 12 hangers. So I have 36 hangers. I have 36 clothes hanging in my closet. Oh, so if I buy something new,
0: you gotta
1: and it has to be hung yeah. up. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I don't. I have less than. Yeah, t-shirts was my thing too because I was a runner. Yeah. I am a runner. I'm not so much anymore, but, and so I had to get a run for every t-shirt. Yeah. I make a t-shirt for every run. So I had a ton of t-shirts. I have five t-shirts now. Um, everything fits in the chest of drawers, and so yeah, no. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been good. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: been yeah. good. That's good. Um, if you have one social media post, and everybody on every social media. Uh, platform can see it. So this is billions of people. There's billions of people on on Facebook. Everybody's going to see it. What is he going to say?
1: Always be kind.
0: Always be kind. That's
1: good.
0: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Do you practice kindness quite a bit? I, 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 I hope I do. <laughs> I tell you what,
1: you know, I hope I do. There are moments when no, probably not so much. <laughs>
0: oh, well, I can't even imagine it. You're always so kind. But no, I do. I,
1: I, I, it's just it's that golden rule. Um, do unto others as you would have mm-hmm. them do unto you. Mm-hmm. And um, there are times when I'm sure I, I, I don't do the best that I can be, but I, I really do try my best to be as kind to people as I possibly can. Yeah,
0: that's good, that's good. There's a saying, a quote I'm probably gonna butcher it, but it talks about always being kind because you never know, Always be kinder than necessary because you never know what the person's going through. Absolutely, either.
1: you don't, you and have so, no idea. I think there was a, 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 I don't know if I saw it on Facebook or if it was a story somewhere about um, uh, someone who was um, thinking about committing suicide and um, was, was, in a, was in a store or something and, and um, another individual took the time to smile and say, how are you doing today and all of that. And it was the simplest of yeah. gestures yeah. that kept that person from doing, wow. doing that. And I just think, wow, and it doesn't have to, I mean, that's not gonna happen all the time, but you're right, you never know what other people are mm-hmm. going through or dealing with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just, I mean, Tracy, Said it in the chamber um, coffee the other day, but yeah. how just smiling, yeah. just simply smiling yeah. was all they did. Yeah. And how impactful that was yeah. on someone. So,
0: yeah. um, no, it's good. It's yeah. good. I think just having more of it. Yeah. Actually, I actually have to give out my kindness award today. I don't, oh, I have time. So okay, uh, I got to make a video for that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It may not happen. I was gonna. Let me see. I, I was gonna try to get a quote from this book that I'm reading that I was just telling you about that. I really. Uh, and I'm a quote person.
1: Uh, the art of community. Okay, I'm going to remember that.
0: I'm going to send it to you because okay. it's really good. Uh, but it just talks about community and not not all. I just think it's got a lot of good highlights in it. So, um, yeah, so uh, it talks about community and it says to create something that others want to join and support, we have to remember a core tenet. Communities function best and are most durable when they're helping members to be more successful in some way in a connected and dynamic world. Oh, yeah.
1: That's that's yeah. powerful. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right.
0: You know, so when I think about Community Wins, it's, yeah. it's, it's about that. Absolutely. It's about us helping one another. Yeah. Uh, we all achieve success yeah. in doing that. And yeah. So Cool. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen... Miss Elaine Zanotti brought it (laughs) like I expected her to. I don't know
1: about that, but you made it easy. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Thank you, thank
0: you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, always thank you for hitting that play button. Thank you for listening in. Again, I like to get people's stories out there because we learn from them, we are inspired by them, and we connect, which leads to uh, community. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, go win.
1: Oh, thank you.